0: What's going on, everyone? Is another episode of Left Side Heavy the Podcast presented by Blue Wire. It's your boy Jevin LaFave. On this episode, it's just me and Hayden rocking again. And we're talking about some bits and new bits of news dropped amongst the NHL. You know, you got some big Canucks trending rumors. You got Besser resigning, you got a horvat extension. Is it coming? Is it coming? Talks are heating up. Canucks hire a couple assistant coaches and then other news amongst the league history was made history was made in the front office um couple trades happened couple signings happened so it was a it was a good episode and it was just a it was a good house cleaning episode you know we picked up some scraps along the way but not scraps in a bad way you know what i'm just going to stop talking because i'm starting to make no sense but uh yeah it was a very fun episode me and hayden uh, means it's me and hayden on the episode And if you're listening to this, but you want to watch instead, head to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy, where you can watch all the full episodes. And if you're on anywhere you get your podcasts, leave a rating and review. It really helps grow the show. And yeah, here's me hitting on episode 108. Let's rock. It's episode 108 of Left Side Heavy the Podcast. <clears throat> <clears throat> presented by Blue Wire. It's your boy Jalen LaFave. We got me and Hayden on the block right now. How's it going, buddy? How we feeling?
1: Oh fuck. Still has this sickness. It's just like I felt so good Saturday. And then I just had this feeling. And it's like, am I ever gonna get over the sickness? I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's uh especially now at times or like this day and age where despite any amount of tests you take, you're still on the, the, the suspicion it's like, Hey, do I have it? Do I, like, cause you never have time for PCR tests. Everyone just takes rapids and then everyone's like, all right, well, how accurate are these actually? So then everything's kind of up to question. And then at some point you're just like, do you know what? Send it. Yeah. Full but- send. Yeah, but when it's still lingering, it sucks.
1: It's the absolute worst, man.
0: Yeah, and then you're like, I'm never taking being healthy for granted ever again.
1: No, and the one thing that I never take for granted anymore, maybe maybe underrated, maybe not, smelling through both nostrils oh, I or, think... or breathing through both
0: nostrils. I think that's like S tier, things you take oh. for granted is breathing normally.
1: Or not having
0: an earache? Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> if you have water in your ear, I sometimes I just want to break down and start crying. Like I'm. Yeah, just, you're like, doing like the head
1: shake too. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm at a
0: I feel like I'm at a Slipknot concert. I'm just. Yeah,
1: seriously, try not to headbang challenge. Fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, sleeping with a plug nose impossible.
1: No, it's terrible. It can't. It can't be done. Uh, And then, like, you sleep with your mouth open, and then
0: you get dry mouth. It's just, sometimes you just have to, you know what, it's just not my day. It's not my night. I'm going to call in to work tomorrow (laughs) with diagnosed death. And (laughs) (laughs) and just,
1: yeah. Google's told me that I should either be dead, pregnant, or I'm fine. So, there's a fine line between all those options.
0: And I, and I know I'm not fine, and I'm a boy. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess dead is the next option, so I can't come into work today. But, man, well, uh, especially in the NHL, there's a lot of things starting to pick up. A lot of news, top, news topics are picking up steam especially local here Um, Mm -hmm. with Horvat extension, you know, Besser just got signed JT Miller trade talks are kind of picking up some steam. And then even amongst the NHL, some players have resigned. Some GMs are getting hired, Um, especially coaches. The car, that carousel is still going around. Some jobs are getting filled. So, It's like it's getting to that time, especially around July 13th with the upcoming free agency and the who's going number one at the draft on Thursday. So how have you kind of taken in all this upcoming, all this like NHL news and like all the steam that's starting to pick up? It's starting to get pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it is, actually. And I uh, actually have followed... Uh, I guess just kind of all around news reporter Farhan Lalji. Yeah. And guy buddy fucking tweets, man.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. that But that guy's always tweeting.
1: He's always fucking tweeting. He's going off. And yeah, when I saw that Brock Besser got resigned, I'm like, okay, so this is kind of the general direction that the Canucks want to go in. And yeah, it really seems like Miller might be traded and you know there's so many trade speculations. Fuck you even got Ian over there making a a trade, like what was it? A trade uh JT Miller to the to the wings or something like that. And
0: yeah, that was that was a mock trade. <laughs> that, was like, a, that was a parody trade. That guy's always up to oh, that guy's always always goofing. up something devious. Yeah, he's good.
1: On Saturday I was it you or was it somebody else that people were saying like, oh, what if JT Miller went to like the Devils or something or mm-hmm. there was something about maybe he could potentially go to the Devils because of a, a draft pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's cool and it's awesome seeing the speculation. And the only reason I hate it, it's again, I'm going to compare it to more of like football, but this is just general football too. Like the CFL and the NFL. Give a give me time to learn more about these people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I swear the the fucking Stanley Cup ended like what two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago, and now the draft's already coming. It's almost like the NBA championship. Oh, you win it on Sunday. Well, guess what? You're drafted on Thursday. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No kidding. Like, well, like <sighs> what it is is you gotta nowadays you gotta give. The off season isn't very long.
1: It's not not long at all. It's literally yeah. a vacation and that's it.
0: Like you get a week off and you're back training.
1: Yeah. So, it's insane.
0: So especially the weirdest thing, in my opinion, is the MLB draft. That's halfway through the season. Any... The MLB draft is halfway through the season.
1: So then they play the year once it's or they play after the year once it's fit. Yeah. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> because, the, because you can't draft someone halfway through their college season.
1: Oh, yeah, because the, the
0: college season already ended, right? Yeah, because it's yeah. through the school years. So that's what goofs me up all the <sighs> time is the overlap in, in how that works. So I'm pretty sure you take last year's and then – it's drafted halfway through the following year. It's really just, weird.
1: Baseball just fucking gets me riled yeah. up in general, man.
0: But yeah, so like it's like they waste no time with championships and then the draft. And then, especially with the NFL, it's like drafts and then OTAs. And then
1: it's a process. Yeah. And then,
0: <laughs> but then it's like next thing you know, it's like nine weeks until opening kickoff.
1: Yeah, like, an, we still have nine Sundays to go or something like that.
0: Yeah, and then, like, the NHL, they win the cup, the draft, because the players got to know who they're with. Uh-huh. They get in time for the season if they end up making the team. It's – yeah, dude, it's
1: – See, the one thing the NHL and the NBA can, like, take from this whole thing, fuck, just uh... – kind of expand it out make everything a little bit of its own you know i mean that's how the nfl gets so much revenue god damn i've never i've never tried to watch someone getting drafted more than i have with the nfl i've never been more excited about the day after free agency because that one takes like a month you know Mm -hmm. after the super bowl and then yeah another month and then it's april may is just kind of like and before june and then in like a week next week it'll be training camp
0: yeah (laughs) it's insane
1: like it's a process and the nfl makes so much revenue the nhl and the nba could uh learn a couple things
0: well this is a bit of an outlier season because free agency is supposed to start july 1st yes so this season was expanded due to COVID and everything and they are going to get the season back on track next year. Yeah. So it was it should the season usually ends the end of or like halfway through June. Mhm. Not like the end of June. Not the end of June, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like it, June 11th is typically when the Stanley Cup final is kind of thing. Mhm. But not like June 28th. So, <laughs> so it's like it, it's a bit of an outlier of a season. But, uh, why don't we get started to some uh Canucks talk? Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, big news came out Besser signs a three by 6.65 million dollar contract that comes out to a roughly um just over 19 million dollars total,
1: just under 20.
0: That's the better term, yeah. yeah. But uh, (laughs) what are your thoughts on this um, signing? Because it came out that they weren't far. They weren't close to a number on Thursday. Their arbitration date came out for Saturday, and then they signed on Friday. So they weren't far. They weren't close. They weren't close on Thursday, and then signed the following day because they had their arbitration date set for saturday so then like all right we don't want to do that so it's yeah just, here's a number and then they signed a three-year deal so yeah, what are they, your thoughts on that
1: they weren't close thursday morning because you know nothing was added a little bit in maybe a you know a couple extra things uh a couple I mean,
0: incentives or something maybe oh, yeah think. and then yeah
1: it'll just a little couple things like oh hey, hey here's a mansion or uh, here's another car you know yeah here's something for you know a girlfriend or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's cool. Like I said, it, it just tells you kind of the direction that the uh, Canucks want to go and stay young, build with a core, and uh, I guess go up from there, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm interested in the two defensemen that they signed on the first of July as well. Kind of. Hey. Could be uh maybe a little test in the water, see what works out for them.
0: Uh Jack Rathbone and uh, Nick Julson.
1: Noah Juleson. Noah Juleson. Yeah, uh, damn tough last name, I must say. <laughs> Juleson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but with the Besser signing, I was very on the edge on whether or not we should trade him or sign him but yeah. when i found out about all the hurdles that he was going through last year with his dad being very very sick and then eventually passing away playing trying to play a professional sport with something that heavy on your mind is i couldn't imagine it to be easy whatsoever it has oh. to be nearly impossible and that something that big can just impact you so much so when i found that out I almost just consider last season a wash and he was still like, he still put away 23 goals. Some of them were a little tap-ins from Petey on the power play, whatever. I want to see how he is five on five, but I just think like just that big of a mental hurdle is just so hard to play through. So I think, giving him another chance is massive for this team and himself too, right? Because if we gave up on him, then who knows what kind of confidence he has going into next year or whatever. So I think signing him, keeping him within the core that he's basically played in his entire career. I think he's just got a little bit more. He's like, all right, now I'm all my distractions are kind of, passed like they've kind of passed through Mm -hmm. so now i can kind of put all my focus into the next season and into kind of proving everyone as to why i should be a good asset on this team so anything i kind of said in past episodes i i i change it because i want to see him succeed as a vancouver canuck and i think he can because i just didn't know he was going through that hurdle so I'm going to bet whatever the over is for Brock's goals for Brock Besser's goals next year. Cause I just think he's, I think he's just going to be ready to play. And I think he's gonna, I think he's going to have a career year next year, in my opinion.
1: No, oh, and you're totally right to uh, assume that there, because yeah, we don't know exactly everything that he was going through, you know? And it's like, I bet you anything, he's definitely talked to a therapist. He's definitely gone through, you know, more time talking with someone professionally than either you or I have. And then look at us. We're just fucking speculating uh, about why he shit the bed last year when in reality, it's like, it's not like he really shit the bed, but it's like, who knows what he was going through every day before a game or every yeah. hour leading up to a game and it's like it's yeah it's a total total mind boggle and you can't you can't really say whether or not that this was the cause but you can probably say that he had a bad year because of this huge yeah. mental hurdle
0: yeah and everyone looking on the surface it's like yeah he had a down year he's not He's, he doesn't have what it takes. But I think a lot of us have to eat our words with that just because of his family and personal reasons, like we've mentioned. So I'm really excited to see what he brings next year. And I think he could have a good year. I think he could have a big year. So I'm very excited. And, uh, it, I think, I think he's going to have a good year next year. But, um, in other news, uh Horvat extension, the chances of that is heating up a ton within the Canucks market. So that's something to look forward to. And with that being a headline, it makes me believe that JT Miller is going to be on his way out soon. And with the draft coming up, do – I don't necessarily – I'm not going to try and pretend like I know a ton about the players in this draft, but I want to kind of attack more positional needs. So, like, if JT Miller is on his way out, do you – as, like, the Canucks GM, if you're Jim Rutherford or Patrick Alvin, are you attacking best player available at 15? Are you going position? How do you kind of – how would you go into a draft – when you might ship your best player out
1: i think you definitely go for positional need and obviously position need is a right-handed defenseman yeah right and whether that's left d-man or right d-man i wouldn't necessarily reach like if there's no good d-man for like i don't know 10 picks or maybe maybe not 10, because 10 not really a reach in the first round, I'd say. If you're a first-round pick, you're there for a reason. But, like, let's not reach over a round, you know? Yeah. Because if you got a, what you would call like, let's say you had this player fifth on your board and he's still there and you don't have any defensemen that you'd like in that range, you go for best player available. Yeah. You go for the person that you have fifth on your board, and, yeah, it, may not, it might not be the position that you need, but I'm truly believing in that model now where it's like the Cincinnati Bengal model. It A receiver wasn't what they needed, but by God, did it ever change everything for them. And yeah. so if the Canucks can hammer it home like that, I think you'd go home happy. So,
0: yeah. I, that's I, what I would do. I... I'm big on... At 15, I'm pretty sure uh, Patrick Alvine, at least, he's very big on best player available. Mm. He thinks you should kind of attack positional needs through either free agency or trades. Okay. And especially at 15, there's been instances where people have gone positional and they've missed on players. Where... They could have given up this position for like their positional needs for a better right winger because you can never have too many. There's four forward lines for a reason. So you can always kind of bump down a player or move them over to the other side, whatever. If you need a defenseman, or if you have, it's a little different if you have a highly concentrated D core and you go for a defenseman. That's a little different. I would maybe trade back in that instance or whatever, but I, I'm kind of big on best player available. Mm-hmm. but I think at 15, JT. Miller might get traded with the 15th to number two for the Jersey two, really? Because New Jersey is very interested in J.T. Miller and I don't know if come Thursday. Uh Vancouver is going to be drafted at number 15. Now, any anything man. can really happen, but New Jersey's they're kind of done with their rebuild. They have a bunch of competitive pieces in part or in place, at least. They they went in, they went all in with Dougie Hamilton mm-hmm. and they signed him to big money. He's one of the better offensive defenses in the league. So why kind of draft a player who still needs to develop even though they have a bunch of young pieces that are already developing? That could be good, right? So with them, I kind of see them drafting a player like JT Miller who can kind of bring it all, but it's just a little too expensive for Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So with a few extra pieces and the two main ones being the number two, Overall pick in JT Miller, it could be very interesting come Thursday. So definitely. But if I were the Canucks, I would same with you. I mean, like, it's no secret that a right shot defenseman is a hot commodity for any team in the league. Like every team is looking for a number one right shot defenseman. Mm -hmm. So obviously the Canucks are gonna be looking that direction, but I think the Canucks need a very meat and potatoes type player or a strong centerman because Pedersen's kind of, um, he kind of is better utilized on the wing mm-hmm. or at least like he can kind of play anywhere. But when he was put on the wing with JT Miller, I think that was utilized very well. So I think if we have like a stronger Meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes type sentiment. Maybe you can throw Horvat up at one C or kind of thing. But I'm very excited to see what happens. But that Kuzmenko signing really it helps, uh, deepen our forward depth. No, definitely. So I honestly don't know where what direction the Canucks are going to go. So that's kind of why I'm very excited because we're kind of in the mix with a. Just, it's our first draft with a competent management group. So I'm very excited to see what happens. <laughs> but no, we'll see. Uh, we'll kind of see how that goes. But around the league, um, or at least, no, no, still have a, still have a few more Canucks hire Mike Yo, veteran coach, uh, former coach of St. Louis. I believe he coached from Minnesota. Um, he was a former assistant coach with Philly. And they hire him as assistant coach and former head coach for farm team, Abby Canucks, Trent Cole. And then we hired Jeremy Colleton, former head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks to coach our Abby Canucks. So it's going to be very, uh, those are interesting hires. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the Mike Yo one, because he's done nothing but fucking be a suitcase as a coach. And I don't know if he's really the answer as an AC but my thing is almost as a security blanket in case we don't bring Bruce back next year.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. I see what you mean, yeah.
0: Because Bruce is on an option year, right? Yes. So if he doesn't come back, then you have at least an interim in place just in case you can't find a head coach for next year.
1: Yeah. No, well, I get what you mean. That's that's a smart play. kind
0: do, uh, do you agree? Do you think it's a smart move despite his lack of success in other organizations the past few years?
1: I mean, when you get so specific, obviously it doesn't sound like a good idea, right? But, I mean, he is learning basically as, like, the right-hand man. Yeah, And I think as an interim head coach, maybe that just kind of defines as where the Canucks are right now or if they had to go with an interim head coach. So I don't think you'd, you'd be worried about it either way because regardless, after a season, he's probably out of there, right? So he's not going to be there for uh, the foreseeable future, especially if he isn't the hot commodity which he definitely is not because of his lack of success so you kind of have to just go with the flow i guess
0: yeah i it'll kind of be in just like adapt to the circumstance whatever happens happens i think bruce boudreau with the full season with this core in place i think he's kind of grown with this team so i'm confident that he's going to either get extended um, next season and if he doesn't then I guess we can just ride with Mike Yo as an interim and maybe see how it goes so we'll see uh, it, it, it could be interesting to see how he adapts with this team I mean Bruce kind of bounced around the league um, Mike Yo as well so maybe Mike can kind of gel with the team well so hopefully it all works out but now we'll uh, start bouncing around the league here. Big news. Uh, just announced today, Mike Greer is hired as the general manager of San Jose. He was formerly the director or sports advisor. Um, how did they phrase it? I forget again. Um, Mike Greer. Uh, do, 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 do. I forget.
1: This is, this is all you, by the way, right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, for, I forgot what his uh, former job title was, but he was. Um, yeah, he was with the New York Rangers organization for quite a long time, I believe 14 years as the director of sports or something like that. I forget the exact um, job title, but he's the first black general manager in NHL history. So it's really cool to see um, the NHL. uh, This just, this is a very monumental moment in NHL history. So I'm very, it's very cool to see it happen.
1: No, definitely. It's uh, obviously shows that uh, the league is progressing, which all you got to say, like, everyone's going to say like, oh, this should have happened sooner. Right. But it's like, it's going to come with time. And, you know, the fact that it has started is a great sign for everyone because yeah, maybe it should have happened sooner, but the fact that it is happening just shows that there will be uh, now an even bigger black influence in the sport of hockey, which is awesome. It's great to see because obviously it's it's not a secret you know black people or African Americans I should say are very very good at sports and it's gonna be awesome to see hopefully a more influx of African Americans, African Canadians or just any yeah. sort of uh, African, come into the league and just show what he can do. Oh, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, a GM being hired, obviously a black GM being hired. Very good for the league.
0: Yeah. And is he's not just from what I've heard. He's not just like the token black GM that's hired. Like apparently he has a, not a lot of knowledge. His dad um, was a general manager in the NFL for, or a hockey or an executive, an executive um, in the NFL for a very long time. His brother is the general manager for the Miami Dolphins. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's no secret that this guy's gonna know what he's doing. And he was the hockey operations advisor for the Rangers. And he also played 14 years in the league, too. So anytime you get a former player with ties to people who know what the hell they're doing in a professional sports or uh first professional sports organization this guy has credentials to like at least be given a chance it's not just you found a random black guy on the street and be, and was like hey do you want to be our gm like no this you gotta have the credentials to be able to know what you're doing and this guy deserves a chance right 100 so and everyone is complaining about Um, the recycling of coaches amongst the NHL. Like, let's get some new blood in here behind the bench. Let's get some new blood up in the box office controlling a team. And this is a really cool moment. And uh, a long search for San Jose um, turned into, hopefully, a huge W. And I hope the team has success going forward. Not, not too much success because they're in the same division as Vancouver. <laughs> but, no, it was, a, it was very cool seeing the first black GM hired in um, NHL history. Very cool. Uh, staying in the front office, Dr. Haley Wickenheiser was promoted um, to assistant general manager for Toronto Maple Leafs. So that, that was really cool. Nice. Uh, going behind the bench now. A uh, former Vancouver Canucks assistant general man, or assistant coach, and former Dallas Stars head coach Rick Bonus was hired as the new Jets head coach. A uh, former Dallas Stars head coach before Rick Bonus, he um, took some time off for personal reasons. Um, he, I think, he went into the um, assistance program within the NHL. To get help with, Um, I believe he admitted to like alcoholism and stuff. So he wanted to get himself sorted out because he felt he wasn't putting the people around him in the best position, the most comfortable position. So he took, he stepped down to get himself better. He then took an assistant coach job. Um, I forget what team, but he is now. Back behind the bench as the main guy for the Boston Bruins. So I'm happy to see Jim Montgomery um, back on his feet and in a good place that he's uh, back to doing what he's good enough to be doing, being a head coach. And then a former uh, assistant coach for Tampa Bay Lightning, also back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, Derek Lalonde, is uh, hired for Detroit. Um, a good young up and coming roster, a new assistant coach getting a chance behind the bench as the main boss. Do you have any, um, anything to add for any of these? Any personal opinions on any of them?
1: Honestly, on any of them, uh, none of them really kind of jumped out to me, if uh, I'll be honest, but I mean, it's it's cool to see obviously someone coming back after an addiction like that, you know, and for him to go right back into coaching, uh, you know, after a little break is a pretty remarkable story. So yeah, no, the jets, the jets got off pretty good, but, uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing really that kind of jumped out at me at least from, uh, From my standpoint.
0: Yeah, he was... uh, Jim Montgomery was the assistant coach for St. Louis for two years. And, yeah, I just... I think it was a very good hire for Boston after losing Bruce Cassidy. Because Jim Montgomery, he's... He coached... Like, he was a good coach for Dallas. He uh, took them to the Stanley Cup Final against Tampa. Um, No... No, it was the year after, um, Rick Bonus took Dallas to the Stanley Cup final. But I, I think uh, bringing in Jim Montgomery keeps the winning culture within Boston. So I think it's, um, I just think it was a good move for the organization. But uh, we'll go to a a topic that you just asked. Like who is, uh, who is this player? I just I just heard of him. Um, uh, not too sure who he was. Kevin Fiala, uh, the LA <laughs> Kings, the LA Kings win the Kevin Fiala sweepstakes. Um, he just came off a career year of eighty-five points. Um, he went to LA for Brock Faber and a first-round pick this year, which is the nineteenth overall pick. And then Kevin Fiala went on to sign a seven by seven point eight seven five million dollars for seven years. So good to see a player like that get in the bag.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy because, like I said, I had no idea who this man was, and then I just saw like Kevin Fiala, over fifty-five million dollar contract, and I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, a a left-handed shooter. Uh, very rare, so very, very good. (laughs) Especially coming off of a career year like that, so that's great for the Kinks.
0: Yeah. Like, the past two years, he's been on, like, a 70 to 75-point pace, and then this year, he got 85 points in 82 games with 33 goals. So, this guy has been nothing but, like, reliable the past few years for a good young minnesota team and this is the exact type of player that la needed they're starting to kind of be in the same level as new jersey where they're starting to get out of that rebuild and they need some big time scoring because they took edmonton to seven games so they belonged in the position they were they were in a lot of people had them as a little sneaky team that can compete. And adding a good young scorer like Fiala can really take him to new levels. So this, this can almost put them in, once again, the top three in the Pacific because the Pacific is starting to look a little top-heavy where Vegas is kind of, on, especially on at least on paper, they're kind of sitting atop everyone else and then everyone's kind of – it's the battle of mediocrity almost, right? Or like they're the small fish in a big pond, right? So I think this is a big acquisition for LA to put them above um, the remaining teams in the Pacific Division. So I, I thought it was a great move by LA and it seemed that his wife or girlfriend seemed very ecstatic about going from cold frozen Minnesota <laughs> to nice sunny LA. Oh
1: yeah. No, so, I, I think I think some people would be pretty uh excited about doing that.
0: Yeah, I think like her Instagram <laughs> caption was not like in all caps. It was like LA here we come. Oh but boy. <laughs> you could just hear the excitement behind those letters cuz you just know that's exactly the place she wanted to go.
1: Oh, yeah, no, definitely. There's not many, a lot of places that uh, you'd rather go than L.A.
0: Yeah. But uh, another another trade, uh, Ryan McDonough traded to Nashville for Philippe Myers and for Mismash. Uh, I forget his first name, but they're off to Tampa. Uh, Ryan McDonough has four years, uh, six and a half, $6.75 million annual average. I think this is a good trade for Nashville because they get a good solid top four defenseman who can bring toughness and add a security blanket above before or um over UC Soros mm-hmm. while still being competitive. And I mean they need to sign their leading goal scorer, but what are your thoughts on Nashville acquiring a good top four defenseman who can kind of just be the Big body, tough guy for them.
1: Well, hopefully uh, this kind of leads Nashville in the uh, better direction. Obviously getting swept by. Uh, swept. Swept. Yeah, swept is not a word. <laughs> Obviously Sweet. getting swept by Colorado <laughs> is kind of like a kick in the teeth. But I mean, hey, they got down a solid defenseman in McDonough. And yeah, like he said, they need to re-sign uh the leading goal scorer. But I mean, this is a good move. This is a yeah. solid move. You can't go wrong with having a top four defenseman, you know, maybe arguably top ten, if you know, people have a bias here or whatnot. But yeah, no, this is a uh, this is good for Nashville.
0: Well, top four as in within the lineup. I think he's he's not necessarily you're like top, t- maybe top like 25 defensemen, but within the lineup, he can play like in the second pairing. So, like, okay, okay, yeah. So, like, you'd have like Roman Yossi, uh, and maybe Dante Fabro, and then maybe you throw McDonough and Ekholm. Like, he, Ryan McDonough is a good, solid defenseman to have who can hit, block shots, give the tough minutes. Because he's, like, 33 years old, but he can play – he can give you, like, 23 minutes of ice time a night. Like, this yeah. guy is – this guy's no joke. So, having him as the second-parent defenseman within your lineup is – obviously, he was good enough to be the second-parent on a Stanley Cup-winning team. So, Nashville, I think, got a huge piece here. But they got to reach time Forsberg because that could – uh, losing a score like that could <clears throat> diminish it, but uh, we got a signing here. Nick Paul signs a seven-year, three, just over three million dollars a year with Tampa Bay. This guy provided good depth minutes, like good third-line minutes with a scoring touch, and you saw him with it throughout the playoffs. What are your thoughts on Tampa bringing him back?
1: Yeah, Nick Paul, man. When I was watching him in the first series against Toronto, and it's like him and Stamkos were like the the centers getting most of the attention, and that was how it was through all the playoffs. This guy was the fucking hero. Yeah. In some of the games, right? Like, he scores, like, some of the goals. And it's like, who the fuck is this Nick Paul guy? Every time I'd ever hear you talking about Tampa Bay, it was always – Point, Stamkos, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, Hedman. Yeah. Nowhere ever did I hear Nick Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and then here he is. Here he is just getting um, a seven-year contract for just over 22 mil. And I'm looking on Cap Friendly right now, and I see his estimated career earnings up until this point. And it was, it, it was under 8 million and he was drafted in 2013 and he's still 27, which is absolutely insane because like, how the fuck are you 27 and you're drafted in 2013? Yeah. But it's like, no, this guy's, this guy's an absolute grinder. He's proven to be one of the top centers for Tampa. So this is a, a a great, a great, uh, extension here.
0: And what I like about this move is that he was in Ottawa, and I believe he was asking for, like, $3 million a year. Jesus. Or, like, two and a half. But Ottawa was only willing to give him two, so they wouldn't throw him the extra 500 k and trade at him. And I think it was, like, a one-for-one one with Tampa for Matthew Joseph, who was just giving them not – basically the same minutes of Nick Paul but not really doing anything with it, and then Nick Paul goes on to be a vital piece for Tampa in the playoff run, and now he gets his seven year deal seven years i you don't see those you don't see those often for a third line player no but not at all, but he's a player who's got time- who's got a lot left in the tank and he proved that he can be an important piece for a team that wants to win a cup. And Tampa is nowhere near done. They still got a young goal in Vasilevsky. And yep. they got Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Hedman. They got him under contract. So why the hell wouldn't Tampa... They're nowhere near done competing. And that's the scary thing. And now they got a solid third-line center locked, locked up down. for seven years at a very good what if this guy goes on to be like a 50 point player now for um, for the next few years that's like a five million dollar cap it right fifty play, 50 points and now you got him locked down for three and a like just over three million dollars a year
1: yeah I know it's very possible that he could be
0: he could blossom this in type of player system yeah so yeah. I I I immediately think of like Andrew Wiggins in Golden State, like as soon as he went to a team where they knew how to groom players and put players in a position to succeed, he was in Minnesota and he was just like, it it was too much. And now he goes to Golden State where he doesn't necessarily have to be the guy. And he just flourishes. And Nick Paul flourished once he got to Tampa, who just knew how to play and knew how to win. And as soon as a player goes to a team like that, they immediately get, they immediately improve. Immediately, yeah. So I think this was a huge win for both sides. And yeah, if I'm Nick Paul, I'm ecstatic to just play hockey in Tampa for seven more years. Yep. You can't get, you just can't get much better than that. No, not at all. But uh, tough news here. Uh, Anthony Duclair uh, tore his Achilles tendon and is going to be out for around probably six to eight months and probably back just after the All-Star break. That's just fucked. after Christmas, maybe. So very tough news coming out of that. And uh yeah, I mean, last thing I got here is uh Hockey Canada. So uh I forgot to touch on this a few um whenever this came out immediately, but news is coming out. Oh, my video stopped. News has come out that Hockey Canada has lost many Uh, Sponsors or sponsors have canceled funding, paused funding towards the Hockey Canada um, organization due to the sexual assault or sexual um, violence, uh, the sexual assault case that had come out a few months ago. So uh, Scotiabank, TELUS, Canadian Tire, Tim Hortons. SO Imperial Oil, have all paused or pulled away their funding for Hockey Canada until any invest investigation is, um, at least been done. And they want evidence to show that Hockey Canada is uh, is innocent and those players are innocent because in 2018... During the World Juniors, a group of Team Canada players sexually assaulted a girl who is now 24 years old, so that would have made her 20, if my math is correct.
1: Four years ago, yeah.
0: Um, and eight of those players on that team are now in the NHL now, and that includes players like Bo and Byram. Uh, I can't remember who else is on the team. I don't Oof. know. I don't know if Kale McCarr was on the team then. Uh, he might have been on that team. He was drafted in twenty seventeen, so he might have been on. Yeah, I think he was on the twenty eighteen because he would have been in college at that time. But yeah, and Hockey Canada just quietly settled with the girl without anything kind of happening, any trial happening, whatever. It is settled. Yep. And very shady. Yeah. So, like, do you have anything to say about this, Hayden? Because this is just, I'm very happy that the organizations like Scotiabank, TELUS, Canadian Tire, like all the ones I named earlier, are doing this and stepping up and being like, hey, we don't want to be associated with an organization that's just trying to dust this under the rug. Mm hmm. But like, I want to hear what you got to say about it, because this is a very important issue that kind of needs to be brought to light.
1: No, I totally agree. And, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known anything about this. And it just kind of stems to all the movements happening, you know, for women and making them equal in society. And and just heard. And heard, exactly. So now you bring up this whole, i guess allegation right because nothing's really come from it yet and you know it seems like it's a it's pretty fucking spot on as to yeah this did happen we want answers so in the coming months hopefully coming weeks coming days more or less is what we'd want you know anything to hear about what it was and who were these who were these eight individuals who were these men You know, and let's get them sat up on a fucking podium and let's question them because this is, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah, I don't know if like the eight guys I brought up earlier were the ones who did the sexual assault. I just know eight players from the team are now in the NHL, but I don't know if any of the players have been identified. it. It said players from that team sexually assaulted this girl and eight players from that team are in the NHL today. That's kind of what I got from it. I'm not too sure if anything has been confirmed on whether or not the, what players were.
1: Well then let's just bring up the men that were involved. Yeah. Let's get some answers and let's not, (coughs) excuse me, let's not sweep this under the rug because We don't need any of that shit anymore in sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting tired of hearing how Deshaun Watson's case is being talked about the next day. I'm tired about all this shit. Let's get some fucking answers and let's get some respect for these women because it's not right.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, an investigation needs to be done. You can't just quietly settle with the girl and pretend like everything's a okay. Like, no, like, she's obviously still obviously still deal going to be dealing with the trauma. She wants the names out there. If she brought it up, like she wasn't just looking for money. Like mm. she's, she wants the names to be they. she wants the men to be put out there. All accountable. That's the perfect term I was looking for. And yeah, like an investigation needs to be done. I 100% support all these organizations pulling their funding and this, tells, us especially, yes, does their service on my fucking cellular device suck sometimes? This is like they redirected their funding towards Canadian organizations that help women who have suffered from any sort of sexual assault, sexual violence, any of that sort. So, I highly applaud Telus for that. And if any other organizations are doing it as well, then I highly applaud that for you as well. Because I Telus was the only one that like came up that said that they were doing that, but this just isn't okay and Hockey Canada should be ashamed of themselves for just trying to sweep this under the rug and settle sweep this mm-hmm. under the rug and settle with their without any investigation going on, without trying to be held accountable. And you can, they can say all you want, like, oh, we care about this, like it's very important to us, whatever. If it was, you wouldn't be trying to hide this without anyone noticing. Mm -mm. And it's pretty, it's pretty gutless. And like you said earlier, it's pretty shady that you just weren't coming out and defending yourself. So, so I hope that anyone hearing this. Um, who have suffered from sexual assault, any sort of sexual violence that you deserve to be heard. Just like this um hockey can of situation because it's just it's 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 pretty fucked. So it is. Um yeah I thought I wanted to hear your opinion on it. Um and yeah is uh any last words about it?
1: Oh uh, you know it's it's actually you know it's actually a thing considering that it wasn't just The guys that were kind of doing this, it was an actual
0: organization
1: that was doing this. So like like the guy,
0: like the guys (laughs) didn't settle the organization. No. Yeah, exactly. So that's how you
1: know that this is actually a big thing. And Yeah. yeah, all the power to her. I hope she gets the justice that she deserves, regardless of who it is and whoever it is, they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah.
0: I uh, I 100% agree with you, brother. 100% agree. All right, um, that's kind of all the news and headlines I got here. Um, uh, there's gonna be a lot more coming in the next couple weeks. Uh, I'm gonna have, um, obviously me and Hayden are gonna be back with. One, maybe two guests next week to talk about NHL, the NHL draft and maybe a little free agency preview. And then we want to talk about some NBA free agency as well because that is a freaking... <laughs> that's, that's like a reality show on its own. <laughs> but uh, me and Hayden are going to play a little game here. <laughs> now, if you are not living under a like Patrick's Rock, you've probably heard of the She's a 10 or She's a Blank game, and that's exactly what we're going to do here. Now, I just had some in my mind. I didn't write anything down, but this could be literally anything, either sports-related or just anything in general, but I, uh, it could be completely open-ended. But I, I just kind of wanted to see what you could bring to the table. It's kind of maybe end this episode on a, on a good note here. But uh, you go or me go?
1: Um,
0: Offset. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go, you go. All right. <clears throat> She's a 10. But her least favorite NFL jersey is the Saints color rush jersey. Oh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! If that's your least favorite, oh
1: my god, you're out of here. You're absolutely <laughs> out of here. Is- I can think of I think of half the fucking league stri- color rush jerseys that are way worse. So yeah, no fuck, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, she so, gone. She, she gone. gone. Absolutely gone. Okay, <clears throat> your team is a 10, but they never win a championship.
0: I mean, I can't relate. I'm a Patriots fan, so.
1: <laughs> Plus, they've never been a 10 when they won one, you know? Like they, <laughs> they always have some sus receivers. <laughs> so
0: they're, they're seven.
1: They're seven? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough.
0: You know, there's because seven's like the new average, right? Like, five's I'd, I'd five, say, like, like, five's in the middle, but seven's like,
1: I don't know, man. I'd say four, four is about an average, maybe even two, two, two might
0: be average. <laughs> <laughs> seven's way too much. What am I saying?
1: Yeah, no, seven, that, that's way, way too much, man. Uh, yeah. it's more than I do. Who,
0: who needs to be a seven, right? <laughs> like,
1: not me, not this guy.
0: Yeah, I'm. No. Yeah, no, 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 not <laughs> at all, not at all. <laughs> Uh, okay. She's she's a one. Okay. But her favorite player, her goat, is Drew Brees. She's at least a seven.
1: Least, wow! Um, uh,
0: you yeah. have six points.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, no, I I will praise that by uh, by a mile, by a mile. <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> She's a ten, but that wasn't a tuck. <laughs> she doesn't think it was a, a tuck. That was a fumble for her. She's <laughs> a six. A
0: six. Okay. It was close. Yeah. It was close. <laughs> even even Brady, even Brady came out and said it was a fumble.
1: Yeah, it was a fumble. Then Charles Woodson.
0: Yeah. And oh, I that th- was so funny. There's like Raiders fans in the comments are like, no, Brady, don't do this to me. I was just getting over it. Yeah, not <laughs> now. Come on. Yeah. Oh god, that's so funny. Okay. Oh, what can uh, you relate to this? She's she's a ten, but her favorite player is Brad Marchand. Ooh,
1: ooh! I know Brad Marchand isn't really like,
0: but he is Canadian. The face licking rat.
1: Oh yeah, no, he doesn't look good uh she's a 10 you said yeah uh it's pretty she's she's a seven she's seven come on come on wrong
0: answer bud. no no wrong answer
1: hey he's canadian you gotta give him at least like two or three extra points for that so if he was american four
0: no he's a four in that (laughs) He's he's a two with the canadian points
1: oh my goodness Jesus oh Christ. God. Yeah, I know you don't really like <laughs> Brad Marshall. Who does? Um probably Boston, Boston fans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Maybe. All right. Um. Okay. She's an eight, but she's never watched sports in her life.
0: <laughs> does she have anything against sports she thinks they're boring <laughs> She's <a> negative two <laughs> how could you think board, board, sports boring. is boring that doesn't make any sense like there's so much exci- you don't have to know shit about anything and you could you could be excited about sports yeah, that well, is there you go. that is a that made me mad. How <laughs> can you think <laughs> that is unbelievable? All right, she's a two, but we'll sit down and talk to you about the Saints' off-season moves.
1: Oh man, yeah, it's almost like the Drew Brees one. Uh, how in depth does she go? Is she like, oh, so, like like, Chris she's, Olave. like she's like
0: she's giving her opinion on where you guys <laughs> should have drafted in round one? Ooh,
1: okay, so she knows her stuff. That's that's there's probably about another eight, probably about another eighth right there. Yeah, but any anything to do with Saints? It's probably like six spot movement at least.
0: What about At least. in what about in general? Like she, all right, she's a two, but we'll talk to you about the NFL offseason moves. Five, just a five, hey? Yeah, it's
1: nothing specific, but it's almost like I just have like a conversation, you
0: know? With no, like she's given her opinions as well.
1: Uh, uh, still a five. It's it's not anything that hits close to home with me, you know? Okay. All right, I got one. She's a seven, but she thinks the CFL is better than the NFL. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> That's your <laughs> dad. That's your dad. <laughs> she's a she's a one, like yeah.
1: Oh, you just go with a one there. Jeez, jeez. I Actually, mean. Yeah. Can I tell you something that was actually fucking hilarious? What? So when I went down to the states like two weekends ago, uh, my dad and I were watching the Lions game versus like the Argos game, uh, versus the Argonauts. And I'll admit Nathan Rourke killing it, has been killing it, you know. But he said that Nathan Rourke,
0: oh no, <laughs> was
1: better than Drew
0: Brees. <laughs> Your dad did not say that.
1: Dude, he dead-ass did. I was like, are you fucking serious,
0: dad? That is, oh my god.
1: That is clown behavior right there.
0: <laughs> Where's the spot on first take with Stephen A. Smith? They need to... <laughs> yeah.
1: My dad needs to get up there. Holy fuck.
0: There's, I'm clipping that. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no way in chicken. There's not a chicken dicks chance he actually said that.
1: Dude, there is a chance, oh and my. he
0: will he will die on that hill. That is insane, right? That was like the Jonathan Jennings is better than Russell Wilson. Oh
1: my god, taking dude, that as well. He still believes that, and I'm like, Dad, who's still playing football right now? <laughs> oh. I don't think Jonathan Jennings has is even on a CFL roster anymore.
0: <laughs> is he not? I thought he oh no, I'm thinking of uh who's the Hamilton Tie Cats old Jeremy Mazzoli. I'm thinking about Jeremiah him. Jeremiah Mazzoli. Yeah, is now on the uh the Red, uh, Red, Red Blacks. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about him. Is Jennings not on any roster? No. But Wilson's like a top ten NFL quarterback.
1: Oh yeah, you know he was—he's only <laughs> for top ten money or. Anything. Oh my
0: God! Uh, damn you know what? We're gonna end the podcast there. <laughs> uh, we're gonna end the episode there, Hayden. Where can the people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at Hayden underscore Barton on Instagram and Twitter. Follow your boy. I'm always uh interested to chat. <laughs>
0: Follow your boy and uh, you can get after Hayden. I'm sure you can find Hayden's dad and you can just attack him for God. those unbelievable takes. But uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefebvre, on Twitter at Lafave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy. Uh, head to the YouTube Left Side Heavy to watch all the episodes if you don't want to listen. And anywhere you get your podcast, leave a rating and review. It really helps grow the show. And this, this is more of like a clean house uh, episode. Basically, catch up on all the small news and up uh, headlines and all that. There's going to be much bigger, hopefully, uh, news coming up in the next couple episodes. Maybe some big trades, the NFL, the NHL draft. Is happening next week, so we're going to get a recap of that, how every team looks going forward, and then we're going to have a free agency premiere or preview, I guess, and then we're going to recap that the following week. So there's some big um, episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. And as for this episode, we hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.